The Gunsman Show on AlbionRadio.com The Drummer of Tamworth One of the most famous cases of alleged witchcraft caused for things was a poltergeist case. Took place in the year of 1661 in England. In March of that year, the drummer had been annoying the town of Lungershell, Wiltshire, with his drum beating. So, John Robertson of the neighbouring town of Tenworth, or Tinworth, had his men taken before the Justice of Peace. The drum was consecrated and given to Morris Preston to secure his own home. Drummer was faded a constable to release him. He left the area. In April, during a Muppetson's absence, a violent storm of poltergeist activity erupted in his house, frightening his wife, children and servants. It began with a drumming noise, followed outside the house. On top of it, they moved doors. It moved indoors to the room where the confiscated drum was kept. For more than two years, this another bizarre phenomenon occurred at regular intervals, causing widespread interest and drawing curious visitors. The children and servants saw apparitions. A younger child were levitated, levitated in their beds. Some of the lesser phenomenon, scratching and paintings, heard near the children's beds, were heard by Joseph Gallavalli, who chronicled the case in Sacrilegious Chompathias in 1668. That's S-A-D U-C-I-S-M-U-S-T-R-I-U-M-P-H-A-T-U-S Manifestations of the Devil, Ghosts and Holdings and Witchcraft He reported the following Chairs walked about the room Myself, the servant was chased by a stick of wood Another was held by invisible force, sufferers other film orders filled the air, which became hot. Clothing and children's shoes were thrown about the sounds of coins jingling were heard. Doors opened shut violently by themselves. Blue glistering lights were seen. Footsteps, a rustling of invisible silk-like clothing were heard. Claw-like marks were found in ashes, along with intelligible letters from numerous circles. Lighted cameras, fo- candles floated up in the... Sh- chimney a singing was heard in the chimney a horse was found in its hind legs stuffed into its mouth so firmly took several men to pry it out with a lever servant saw a great body with two glowing eyes or glaring eyes standing at the foot of his bed chamber pots were emptied in the beds a knife was found in one bed pocket money mysteriously burned black the telltale phenomenon however was the words a witch a witch a witch Heard at least a hundred times one morning in the children's room. The medicine household believed itself to be the grip a witch sent a demon or the devil himself. Mom Preston, M O M P E S S O N, approached by a wizard who said the disturbance was caused by a revenant with witches and offered to perform an exorcism for a hundred pounds. He did not accept this. A vacant drummer eventually surfaced in court again. This time the Salisbury Assizes were he's tried for theft charges, convict, convicted and sent to Gloucester jail. When a wish to some men visited the drummer, the drummer asked for news and told there was none. The drummer reportedly said, No, do, do you do not hear the drumming at the gentleman's house in Tumworth? I have played him. 
and you shall never be quiet till they made me satisfaction. But take away my drum. The drum was simply challenged with much cough and cried at several. Numerous witnesses called to ghost activities testified against him. The court banished the drummer. He left the area. Rumours surfaced later of his wanderings. He raised storms and frightened seamen. As long as he was gone, the Mount Preston house was quiet. But whenever he returned to the area, his tempests began again. Gerald did not say Morrison's were played evidently, but the problem eventually went away. Travel Channel, Travel Channel, Channel, even, it explores Michigan town's history of haunting a new series. Steve Skippy of San Quentin explores haunted Midwest towns in a new channel, Travel Channel series, Haunting in the Heartland. The first episode investigates a long history of paranormal activity near Melville, Michigan. Steve Siffy recalls seeing shadow people in his childhood in Grayling. He woke up to scratches of what appeared to be burn marks on his body, but the hauntings of the new 42-year-old Sanquinian man experienced are nothing compared to what one explores his new travel series, Haunting in the Heartland, set to launch 10pm Friday February 21st. First episode investigates decades of odd happenings at home, 20 miles west of Sagin, S-A-G-I-N-A-W, along Dice Road near Melville, M-E-R-R-I-L-L. I don't know what I had ever seen any case that could remotely come close to police reports, to documentation, to eyewitnesses, what happened in Melville. But to me, it's definitely one of the most shocking cases of paranormal history, Shippey said. Paranormal forces have lingered in the town since the 1800s, but concerns came to Kyabax in the 1970s with disturbances of a family farm due police attention. Objects levitated and spontaneously combust. There were also reports of disembodied voices and explosions. Viewers of the episode would drive into the police surveillance and probe by Duke University researchers that came out empty-handed. There here are rumours of witchcraft and see a trail of hauntings along Dice Road, including a recent one that left a family in fear. Also learn the history and mark the land, including fires and smallpox epidemic. The goal of each of six episodes of the series, which visits Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Tennessee, is to evaluate and claim get evidence to hopefully resolve the hauntings. Haunted Cottage of Kodokun, Kofelmeniga, in the area of Kodokun near Ferma Managuru, Tyrone Boulder, sits an isolated abandoned cottage. In 1911, this is the home of the Murphy family, apparently victims of poltergeist activity. Mrs. Murphy was a widow, Along with her children, began to hear mysterious noises at night, knocks at the door, footsteps in the empty loft, and unexplained creaks and groans. Then the other strange occurrences began, such as plates travelling across the tables, seeming at their own, on their own, and bedclothes, moving around in empty beds. Soon, some extreme and frequent paranormal activity began to occur, with pots and pans thrown violently against the walls, furniture levitated from the ground, a coldness permeated the cottage, 
and the mysterious shapes appeared and disappeared through the walls. The house became the talk of the area, neighbours, local clergymen, and a local MP visited, become shocked witness to the strange events. A Catholic priest from nearby Magoya's Bridge performed two exorcisms, so to absolutely no avail. Gordon continued along with the family terror. Some women circulate that the family had somehow brought the devil the mudding activity on themselves and no local support and now in fear of their lives the Murphys emigrated to America in 1913. The cottage is now a ruin. A haunted mansion in Saigo Sa- Sa- on the Koan Peninsula in the Saigo William Philobedes built in a stately mansion known variously as Seafield or Lindstein House. It's overlooked by the sea and it's over 20 rooms. It stood as an opulent symbol built at a height by a great family by a man who was cruel and an sympathetic landlord. Try saying that too many times. And by the early 20th century, his descendant Owen Phelps is said to have collected a collection of Egyptian artefacts, including mummies at the house. This seemed to stimulate the activity of violent protagonists. According to some servants, the house even often shook at objects would smash in the walls at random. A ghostly, horse-drawn coach was said to rumble up the avenue at night, only to disappear at the entrance door. Several exorcisms were apparently conducted at the house, yet the activity did not cease. The Feeps family strongly determined denied the haunting, as it became difficult to retain servants. No one knows what prompted them to leave abruptly in nineteen thirty eight, never to return. The ordinary agents organized for all the house continents in the roof to be sold off is now a ruin. A vampire in Derry in, in Derry, a district known as Salt Veritary, is a ground smelled, known as a Cafe Doberman, marked by the single thorn tree. It said the vampires contained within it. The fifth century Derry, its chieftain, known as Ab Heart Tech, was notorious for his vindictiveness and cruelty towards his own tribe. It has seen strange deformed appearance. Rumours abound he was an evil wizard. When he died his relieved people had him buried in a manner befitting a man of rank. However the day after his burial his corpse seemingly alive reappeared in the village demanding the blood of flesh, human blood, or, e- or else terrible reproduction. His terrified former subjects turned to another local chieftain and asked him to kill to be kill, kill him. Kathiam killed him three times and after each murder, after heart attacks, gruesome corpse came creeping back to the village such a blood. Finally, Kafan Consulted by the Holy Christian Mermit for guidance, directed at Abahartek and killed using wooden sword made of yew. He had to be buried the head downwards, weighted with a heavy stone. Finally, the head thorn branches were planted tightly in a circle around the burial site. Following these instructions, Kohan at last confined Abahartek to his grave. To this day, locals will still not go to that mound after dark. A faceless lady at Bell Valley Castle, Cork. 
sits prominently on the great shore, great island of Cork Harbour. Said that in the 17th century, Margaret Hodnett lived there. Mirrors were a status symbol with the wealthy at that time. Margaret was known for her love of these, to remind her of her renowned beauty. She had an on-and-off relationship with a local landlord called Coin Rockenby, who asked for her hand in marriage many times but was refused. Eventually, Rockenby decided that an elimination was enough and raised a small army to go to the castle to take her by force. He thought that having Hodnets used to dress for his life would not withstand a siege. However, they surprised him by holding out for a full year before surrendering. When he entered the castle, Rockerby was shocked to see the state of Margaret, skeletal and starved, a shadow of her former self. A beauty gone, outraged, Rockerby smashed her favourite mirror to pieces. As he did so, one of the Hobnets killed him with a sword. After these events, Hobbit Margaret descended into sanity. She is said to have sought out mirrors constantly to check if her beauty returned. He never did. She died in an old age at the castle. A troubled ghost appears in a lady in white. Sometimes a veiled face and sometimes with no face at all. Those who have seen her say that she look that say her her say that looks at spot of the wall and rubs as if something's in her reflection. Apparently one stone the castle wall been rubbed smooth over the years. Cracks the spot where the mirror used to hang. Murdered Jester of Malahide Castle, Dublin. King Henry II of England had a Madeline castle built in 1100s and placed boasts many hauntings. In its early days, opulent medieval bits were held there. Such events could not compete without minstrels and jesters for finding entertainment. One of the jesters, nicknamed Puck, is thought to haunt the castle. It said that a lady prisoner, she saw a lady prisoner at a feast and fell in love with her. Perhaps on trying to help her escape he was apparently stabbed to death outside the castle in his dying breath vowed to haunt the place forever and many sightings of him and many visitors saw say they'd seen him and photographed his spiritual features peering in the thick ivy that grows on the walls places that such as Madeline Castle seem to be magnets of strange and paranormal activity as many other supernatural occurrences have been noted in his long history most of recent years, a portrait of a lady dressed in white are hung in the great hall castle. A knight said her ghostly figure will walk out of the painting and wander through the halls. British man from Manchester captures a colourful UFO. man from Wigan captured what appears to be a bright and colourful UFO in the sky in early hours of a Sunday morning. A 35-year-old insists on an identity says he truly believes that he saw was an alien craft and definitely not an airplane, weather balloon, Chinese, Chinese lantern, or strange weather phenomenon. He claims of the relative silence of UFOs of the former members of the US Army announced that they had encountered UFOs September 9, 2019. Spokesman said the objects were considered unidentifiable aerial phenomena, a term typically now used by military instead of UFO or unidentified flying object. Footage was shared on social media platforms, but the phenomenon of aliens is no longer as aliens to the general public as a past. The footage looks real, but many skeptics still consider UFOs as some secret technology, with the world's most powerful governments are keeping secret. Many are gradually coming to the strong belief that humans are not alone in the universe. How can you cope for that? 
How can there be anything like a plane? Be plain. It's impossible. I'm a businessman, intelligent guy, someone who's always been described as sceptic. My son, to say at least, I absolutely memorise. I can't be the only person that saw this. When I show people the pictures, they're shocked too. When you see the pictures and see how colourful these objects are, lights weren't flashing, or actually no sound. They have they just hovered there, slightly pulsating. To be honest, it's given me a whole new perspective on things. It must be a surreal moment in my life. This to me proof that other beings are not from around here visiting us far from from far away galaxies or other dimensions said the UFO spotter the only other explanation could be that it's some kind of experimental secret man-made craft the speed in which it shot away was incredible it's just uh, something otherworldly a day to live past incident a case study D-O-U-Y-A-T-L-O-F-O-V On the morning of the 27th of January 1959, a group of ten hikers were making last-minute preparations for a trip to Ural Mountains. The group's leader, 23-year-old engineering student from Ural Protectical Institute, Ivor Alitsika Dalilov, would oversee preparations of his unit, planned to set off Last and the most northern inhabited area of northern Russia. A group of was of eight men, two women, all of whom would boast grade two sophistication experience in hiking, was to reach the open mountain return. In terms of luck with circumstances, or perhaps even fate, the tenth and final member of the group, twenty one year old Yuri Yenin, would be set out with the unit, would fall ill shortly later, have been 24 hours on 28th of January. He forced to turn back and retrospect his illness has likely saved his life. And surely something a young man would think about repeatedly in the months and years that followed. The hike seems to have gone as planned for the first two days. It was agreed that families and authorities, upon their return, a telegram was sent so he would know their safe return. Yes, mate, all would be well, even following slight delays. The telegram should very lie, we have received no later than 12th of February. On the 21st of January, appeared that nine strong team had reached the highland area. They now faced a prospect climbing higher in order to reach their destination on the other side of the pass. Instead of carrying their full injury supplies, they made decisions to store their food and provisions in wildland woodland area, just to the side of the route. The following day, it seemed that these things went to plan. The group went through the pass. It seems that sometime here, have a strong blizzard moving in. Blizzard moved in. So strong, in fact, the group soon found lost their bearings. They find themselves severely west of the weather location. Instead of climbing the pass, intended they were heading up to Clement Corral. It appeared that it soon became aware of their area. However, the weather was worsening at such a pace they could have to proceed. This is the last denying fact of the Jews' journey. Everything after the 1st of February is speculation and theory based on eventual discoveries. Several days later, the Soviet Union would conduct an official and widespread search of the area. The Air Force also covered huge areas of snowy, mountain ranges with helicopters and search recovery planes. Several more days passed, and the first of two chilling, gut wrenching discoveries came. On the 26th of February, a battered and shredded tank was discovered. 
Camp Safe was particularly puzzling scene. Peter, the vast majority of hikers belonging, including their clothes and even shoes, are still present. However, were, they appeared to have left barefooted and not fully dressed. Even more alarming, though, was the state of the tent's ruins. Most necessarily, the tent, the appearance was cut from inside, suggesting the scene was not resolved so wild. Now, beasts trying to gain entrance to the tent, more likely that the hikers were desperate to cut themselves out. So desperate to leave it, it appeared they left their clothes and shoes, despite the blizzard-like conditions. There were also footprints. Not only did the footprints show both both shoed feet and bare footprints, but they suddenly stopped in the middle of the snow, a short distance away. All around them was undisturbed snow, as if they vanished into thin air. They appeared to have been headed towards woodland, towards the edge of the campsite. Instead, there were five of the hikers' bodies were found. It was discovered under a cedar tree at the very edge of the woodland. Interesting, the tree seemed to have financial numbered branches broken, damaged in some places, snapped off, all the height above 15 feet. There was also remains of a fire near the two body, two bodies. As grim as these two finds were, the discoveries of the next three bodies were perplexing, sitting off all three. These corpses suggested they were heading back towards the makeshift camp in the cedar tree, when they were literally frozen in their positions. This is some bizarre ice ray from a science fiction movie stopped them. All five of the corpses were fully dressed. Some had no shoes on their feet. How long they lasted in such conditions of fleeing the tent is unknown. After two months had passed, before the second grim find, discovered it raised even more questions. Two months following the discovery of the first group, came the discovery of the mainly four hikers. 4th of May 1959, buried under 12 feet of snow in a ravine over 80 yards away, location of fires five bodies. It was immediately apparent that the four hikers were certainly better dressed than the last first of all. In fact, all four were particularly well fully dressed. Perhaps even stranger, some of them were dressed in clothes and were wearing shoes that belonged to their fellow hikers who died near the cedar tree. For example, one was wearing a fair someone else's fur coat and hat. That's even stranger. One of them was wrapped her foot in a piece of somebody's wooden pants. How long have the father focus and tigers did this before they meet their end? No one knows. The inquest of the last four hikers revealed some bizarre and terrifying injuries. They four all forehead injuries akin to someone been hit by a high speed truck. Well, between they, them, they all had several chest fractures and skull damage. There were no other internal injuries, certainly not consistent with severe internal injuries each of them had. The report would state that internal injuries were aligned with someone who had been subjected to high-level pressure. There's also some puzzling injuries. A tongue and eyes, and even one victim had a tongue, eyes, and even lips not missing. Further fragments of skull bone and even fractured tissue appeared to have been carved out, along with medical with medical precision. Skin magnification on the hands of one of the late girls also present. It's widely agreed that it had been a night in question there were several reports of strange lights in the area and mountains account. Had this been a UFO? Nobody knows. There have been many reports of orbs over the mountain range on the night in question. 
For some the Dasha Hikers are not of a supernatural nature, or long to long standing legend. Was it due to Cold War training, military training? Another popular credible theory is the Dasha share a connection to secret military weapons testing, along again, whether the intentional target or unknown test, the Dasha's unintended tragic accident. Accident is again open to debate. Although it's said it's mere speculation. If you want to know, there's more. I'm, I'm going to finish that bit. I know I'm going to talk about the recent um, illness uh, coming out of the Colexin virus, I think it's called. Well, it's nothing new. We've had pathogens and whatever before. I don't know why. It's not as if it's new or different. It's... I mean, look up the Spanish... If you want to look up something, look up the Spanish flu on Wikipedia and you'll find how many millions have died of that. More people actually die of the flu or cancer or whatever then the the contagion that's around at the moment. Now, if it is going to be what it says it's going to be, this could possibly be my last... But this year could be possibly the last time I'm appearing on the Ghost Man Show. Because we might not be here next year. Who knows? Nobody can predict the future. Because if we could, we'd all be better people than me. And you, the dear listener, who likes to listen to my show? Well, I hope you listen to my show. I hope you're not listening to me rattling along, talking... Well, I won't say the word because it's rude. But begins with S and ends in T. Sorry about that. I'll have a drink of water. My mouth was a bit dry. Dry, 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 dry. Dry, dry, dry. I don't know why I'm singing. Nothing to sing about, is it? I don't know. I wish I could tell you more, but I can't. As I say, my small life up the lead. I'm 58 this year. I know that there are many possibilities out there. We could be... A, uh, a comet could take us down in a minute. We could all be... Uh, global warming. Because lots of factors. I mean, even look at Brexit. The gloom and doom that's supposed to be. No food, no more water. I'm sure we survived before the, we were in Europe. I'm not too sure about that, but I'm pretty sure I lived through that quite well. But that's another subject for another day, and not really concerned about this show, which deals with paranormal and ghosts, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theory, and sometimes horror. If I find anything interesting of horror, I put it on. Why not? It's my show, and I'd cry if I want to. Now I'd cry if I want to. You would cry too, if it happened to you. Ho, 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 ho. Yes, as you can do, tell I'm doing the usual bit of killing time. Why am I killing time? Because I don't know. I've just run out of subjects at the moment. Oh dear, and it's, it's always, it comes up to half an hour time and people will be thinking, as they listen to this, hopefully listen to this bit, why am I listening to this? This is not for me. I will not listen to it again. Please make a complaint to the following Planet X. 
via the filth galaxy of Gallifrey, left of Vuluru, 8.5 billion years to the left of Dudu. Go down to the nearest office and report to the Gullop, the light woodlands, and then filling a film in triplicate and then triplicate again and sun it in blood. And then I will read a report in the year 3131. And then I'll get back to you to say, Oh, thank you very much for your complaint, but it has not been registered. Goodbye, they would say then, as they were saying in many a program. What do you think of this, the uh, current show I'm producing? I'd like to have some feedback. I haven't had any, probably because nobody listens, perhaps I am the only one that listens to it. Perhaps I'm the only producer, presenter, and listener on my own show. Perhaps I'm listening to myself talking about subjects to myself. That would be just weird. Surely somebody out there likes me. Is that you? Yes, you at the back. Was that the front? Oh, no, 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 no. Put that away, sir. No, put that away. I don't want to see that. And no, 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 no. No, no, don't put the ear fender. No, no, don't turn me off. No, oh, too late. You turned me off. Ah, oh, that's another listener lost. Oh, well, never mind. So, it's, uh, let's think of a theme tune to go for the end of the show. Let's think. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Oh, welcome, you listened to the Ghostman Show on LBRadio.com, you know. It was great that you listened and you tuned in to me. I'll be back tomorrow. Tuesday, you see.